Hello and welcome to Meditation Daily. My name is William Renner and this is Pandora and we're here to bring you mindfulness and meditation in daily life and to use that wisdom to envision a brighter future. Line is a dot that went for a walk. On today's episode, I spoke with Marita Yaha, a painter from the Balkans who is now located in the USA. I always say, let's just take the dot for a walk and wherever it takes you, it takes you. We spoke about her journey as a painter and the balance between intuition and vision. I believe that everybody can draw. So thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Marita Yaha. Marita, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for your invitation and such wonderful introduction. It's such a pleasure being here. So um, for anybody that's not watching this on YouTube, uh, you have some of your artwork behind you. Maybe you can describe a little bit to the podcast listeners um, what kind of art it is that you make. Yeah, I'm in my studio here, so you can see the, the paintings are piled <laughs> behind me. Um, I do paintings. Uh, mostly lately I do um, acrylics. In the past, I have done graphic prints and oils, but now I'm enjoying acrylics more. Uh, usually I enjoy more working in um, large canvases, but I have smaller pieces in between as well. And what kind of subject matter uh, draws your attention? One of my biggest cycles that I worked the longest on my artworks was uh, bicycles and umbrellas and it was called traveling through space. And it is interesting because, um, actually I was working on this big uh, painting that you see behind at the art studio at the University of Pristina. It was to, uh, May 2000. And it was really late at night when I was working on this painting, it was after midnight and it was time to go home. So I was like, I have just a little bit more paint on my palette and I will just splash that into a new canvas so I don't waste it and then I'll go home. Next morning I will work on it. And um, the next morning I come back and I could not find the new painting anywhere that I wanted to continue working on. And um, a few minutes later my professor comes in and before even he said hi, he was like, are you looking for your painting? <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, he said that there were some art curators and um, from Brussels and Paris that came to visit our university. He gave them a tour and he showed them my artwork as well. He said that they really liked my artwork, so he gave one of that artwork of mine and it was sent to, to Brussels for an art exhibit. And I was wow. representing my country. And I was like, you know, I was on one way floored, but on the other side, I was nervous and imposter syndrome was kicking in. <laughs> that it was not good enough and all these thoughts. And then um, after a month, I was finally able to go and at the opening of the exhibition and I won the golden medal. And um, when I came back home, uh, then my mom, uh, showed me all the artwork from the childhood that she saved and kept. And uh, since I was very little, since my first drawings and paintings, 
90% of them were bicycle set umbrellas. <laughs> wow. This was my biggest cycle of, of uh, paintings, but I do a lot of female nudes, a lot of abstract, abstract expressionism. Hmm. It's interesting. The, uh, the, so the bicycles and the umbrellas have been there since childhood. Yes. Maybe you can speak a bit about your childhood and how um, growing up in, uh, in Europe influenced your art. My childhood was very different of every childhood that you would, an American could imagine. I come from a small country, Kosovo. And for most of my childhood, I, um, we have been occupied. So there was a, a lot of wars and tense situations. And um, I think art was something that helped me go through all these difficult situations and traumas and in a way helped me heal and helped me kind of not escape from reality, but to uh, to help me create that space in my head and be present, rather than to let the mind spiral uh, on the wonders and worries that come with situations like that. I come from the, the perspective, of course, of, of doing meditation and, and trying to stay mindful of the feelings in the body and uh, I've done a little bit of, of art, you know, in my time. I've done, experimented with different types of art and done a little painting. And the embodiment, like, there's something really, um, I don't know, w wonderful about being in the senses with the art that, that helps take you out of the mind and into the body. Um, for me, a lot of it was, like, abstract. I really enjoyed doing abstract art, just splashing paint around, um, I don't know, maybe you can speak a little bit about that and being how uh, being in the body and making art and the, the senses, how that can help uh, calm the mind. Absolutely. Um, now there's a lot of um, neurobiologists and scientists that are uh, really looking closely to the phenomena and the, the benefits that art can bring to our to our well-being and mind, and some studies shows that during some brain mapping experiments, uh, they notice that when people view a beautiful artwork or when they are drawing, uh, it triggers the same emotions that we feel when we are in love. So it completely calms our nervous system. It it increases dopamine in our brain. So it's really, really fascinating. So um, when we go back into our human history, the first way of communication that humankind used was through drawing and painting. But um, nowadays, as the technology evolves, and the society evol is evolving, we are kind of withdrawn further away from our most important elements of happy and healthy life. And I believe that um, drawing, painting, uh, dancing, singing, all forms of art, but also meditation are all very important elements 
of art that will um, help us be happier and healthier and kind of have a more holistic living. And especially in the United States, I feel like the, the life balance is not there. And it would be very beneficial for for everybody to have more space to, to practice these beautiful um, elements of life that, that humanity have has practiced. And now slowly we are kind of practicing them less and less. And I feel like it's very important to go to the root base of it. Mm. What do you think about the the culture of video, especially like short form video that's happening now? It seems that, you know, in the past, so much of our, the culture was around viewing like paintings as, as being the, the form of art that people were consuming. But now it feels like uh, there's, there's so much uh, video content um, that's happening now. Is that, does that take away from the, world of like physical art or does that is there a way to bring the two together um how do you feel about that kind of way that society is moving it is a very interesting question in some ways it, it of course pulls you away from the physical art like you you're not spending as much time with other people physically, you are not going to art museum as much, you are not going to art galleries as much. And it's very different experience from viewing a beautiful artwork in person, and it's very different when you view it on, on a screen. Um, it has its pros and, and cons like almost everything else. So it has its benefits because you are closer to the world, you are closer um, to the information and you're closer to view more beautiful and inspiring things more often and easier like in your fingertips however the the real big experience that viewing a beautiful artwork in a gallery or museum it's not the same however on the other side it makes it easier in some ways harder but also easier for the artists to sell their artwork online. So even without going visiting the the artist and the artwork in an art gallery, you can still purchase the artwork and have it on the walls of your home without seeing it in, in person first. So it, it is, um, it's very beautiful on some ways, but, um, I feel like for humankind is like our brain always kind of tries to to stagnate on what is familiar and what you're used to. And it's kind of harder to to seek the new ways of, of creating things. So I'm not quite sure if I'm on that phase that my brain is still learning the ways that it's okay to to be things so easy in fingertips and far away from the the old ways of doing it but still um i don't know the the science between how differently that would would trigger the mind but i still believe that it's 
really important to kind of have the balance of the modern technology and modern ways of living, but also to keep some of the basic important ways of the um, traditional ways of experiencing things. When I, whenever I'm at an art gallery, I always like to look at the art kind of from the side because I want to see like the texture of the of the art more, you know, like different layers of paint have different depth. And that just doesn't come across on a screen. But on the other hand, you have on the screen, you you can, I know on like TikTok, for example, there's a lot of artists who will do like time lapses of their paintings and things like this. So there's really interesting ways of seeing time like i think what was interesting to me about the texture of art in an art gallery is that you can kind of see the artist's time you know like you can kind of see the layers kind of reveals how they worked whereas with video you're getting a, a different way of seeing how they worked so it's i don't know they're yeah absolutely different but interesting yeah the emotion and the the brain impact and emotional impact that the painting will give or a sculpture or any art piece that gives you seeing it in person is very different from what you can see through the video. And that is same applies in theater or a concert, right? Like it's really enjoyable to be able to listen to a concert or a song while you're doing things at your home, but the the feelings that you you get when you go in a, in a concert that that emotional rush you cannot experience that through through the screen it's also i think like being with other people is a big part of it too right with um a concert where with other people and with art in a museum even if we're not like absorbing it collectively in the same way maybe as we are if we're in a concert. There's still something about having other people in the room when you're observing art um, that's very different than being alone on your cell phone. As humans, we, we have lived uh, in society, in tribes, for since the beginning of the existence. So we are social beings. So for us, it's very important to have that uh, social interaction as well in person, not just through um, through videos or camera or social media, etc. For people who are listening who maybe appreciate art, um, especially I'd say for a younger audience, but really for anybody, like if somebody appreciates art, but they feel like they're not good enough, they don't have the skills to be an artist, like what would you say to somebody like that? That is such a good question. Um, I believe that everybody can draw because as I said, like the first uh, communication that humankind used was through drawing and painting. And even as children, a lot of times if children are exposed to crayons or pencils or whatever, they a lot of times start doodling before they speak or even they can walk. And um, even the famous artist, one of my favorites, Pablo Picasso said, every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain one once we grow up. Mm. So my belief is that everybody has the potential. And um, some of, for some of us comes more naturally 
to some of us doesn't come as as uh, natural but even if we are or we are not artists as a as a profession i think it's still important for everybody to to practice drawing or doodling whatever comes through through their mind just allowing creating their that space for for yourself and to just let your hand go and whatever comes out of it it comes out of it even if it's just a doodle and even if you throw that piece of paper in trash afterwards that is that is okay i would like to quote another favorite favorite artist of mine um paul clay he said line is a dot that went for a walk and mm. i always say let's just take the dot for a walk and wherever it takes you it it takes you. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this interview. Just a reminder, if you're watching on YouTube, we have the audio podcast available for your commute. And if you're listening to this as an audio podcast, you can watch the video on YouTube. And it's very, very beneficial. And to just maybe ask the right questions, like how did I feel before I started drawing? How did I feel through the process? And how do I feel after? I did the drawing and if we keep that pra this practice every day let's analyze that after a month and let's ask the same questions how did I feel a month ago before I started drawing how did I feel the first day that I started drawing and how do I feel now when I'm drawing and how do I feel after I finish my drawings and how do my drawings look looked a month ago and how do drawings feel now? Like, even if you suffer from imposter syndrome, like I do, drawing is a really good way of, of releasing yourself from judgment and releasing yourself also from, from fear, from judgment, but also boosting your, your confidence for, for anything else that you would like to do in life it's not just connected through drawing or painting or creating pottery or sculpture or whatever form of art that you want to create i'm thinking about that the dot the line being a dot that went for a walk i'm wondering how much of your art do you feel is like are you how much of your art is reaching for an idea or an image in your mind and how much of it is just that uh, dot that's going for a walk? Like how much of it is just trying to stay in a flow and seeing what happens and how much of it is trying to make an image that you already have in your mind? It is interesting. There are times that I already have a vision in my head and I express it. Sometimes it's a, a buildup of layers of emotions and experiences and then it then just comes out um, and then there are times that I'm really unconscious throughout the process of what I'm doing until I think until I stop and I think that I'm done and then I go back and uh, reflect and absorb observe the painting and meditate upon it then I realized 
what I have created. There's a lot of paintings that I was not conscious of um, what I was doing. Just like, for example, this painting behind me that I mentioned before, um, underneath this painting, I have, it was a completely different painting. It was a painting of, um, of a massacre that happened in Kosovo. And it, it was a, a very wild landscape with scalps and a waterfall of, of blood and very, very tense and scary scene. Um, I've worked on that painting furiously for, for three days. And then I turned it around for, for a week because I could not even look at it anymore. And then after that, I just needed to, to cover it up. And these were times that I was still really suffering and struggling with, with my emotions um, from, from the trauma of war. But also I've lost my two favorite uncles dur during the war who were 18 and 19 years old. They were taken and for many years we did not know what happened to them. And there was always hope that maybe they they were there somewhere, maybe they were kept as prisoners or something, but never thought that the worst would happen. But we would there would always be hope there. And every time their uh, massive graves would be opened and they would announce in the news and uh, announce the names which bodies were found. Like it was just like the wounds would be re reopen again over and over again, and um, these experiences were really really hard for for all of us there. So then again, I was painting furiously after a week, and it's like crazy to think about it, but this painting was finished only in two hours. Wow because I was just aesthetic and I just could not stop. And honestly, while I was doing it, I, I, could, I, I was not aware what I was doing until it was over and I sat down and looked at it. And um, that is the, the Albanian, the Kosovar mom in such a difficult, position in, in this world with no protection at all but still um, remaining calm and without um, without terrorizing others around herself with with the pain with her pain for for her lost children and then there is the yellow there the sun that is so vague and it's so far away, but it's still there. There is still the hope that, you know, as I said, that we always have that hope that maybe they're, they're alive and they will show up at the door one day. Wow. It's not random, the, the painting that's on the back and the painting that's on the front. It's not, uh, there's, it's you know, obviously that the, the 
the dot that went for a walk it's you know you can see such a such a long journey even behind the painting the stuff that you don't see anymore is part of that process yeah, absolutely sometimes a guest says a, says a story and i don't really have much to say i'm kind of you know i don't want to rush into speaking or trying to say something for the sake of talking um that's uh yeah it's just a powerful powerful story and a powerful painting thank you i i bet you you were not thinking that the conversation might go this deep and honestly i did not imagine that i will reveal in this depth <laughs> the layers of my how I create. <laughs> uh, what it, what inspires your art now? Are you still um, are you still drawing from that history, um, or being in America now? Are you finding different inspiration in America? Like, where is your where is your art coming from now? I was just thinking of, of that after we had that conversation like I was just my thought process was like now my art is so different it's very very different and I even was reflecting a few days ago how I have evolved and changed as a person so much these last past five years being here in U.S. and of course that um transition to a completely new different mindset um my art has impacted my art and, and the process how i create art as well um now uh, my artworks are much lighter and and happier content um they are also more abstract they are more expressive abstract that I create through different layers of of painting and letting it dry in uh, in certain levels and then carving it a little bit and working like layers after layers it's more I'm going back to just playing and having fun and just being at the present moment rather than creating more academic and figurative art. I can, uh, I can relate a bit to that. When I, was, um, when I was younger, I started kind of as an artist being a musician who played acoustic guitar and I sang a lot of, you know, wrote songs and, and did that whole thing. And there was always kind of like a sadness with my music, even though that wasn't my intention. Like I wanted to have optimistic music but it was it was very it was emotional music and I've sort of as I've discovered meditation especially and as my life has just been happier and happier as a result of meditation I you know I haven't picked up the guitar in a couple of years now really and I think that um, a lot of people would would think oh that's too bad that you don't pick up your guitar anymore but for me it was that was just you know a sad that was connected with trying to communicate emotion that wasn't uh, necessarily joyful. And now I'm finding that 
the art that I'm doing, you know, I shifted into doing uh, YouTube stuff and a kid's show and this podcast now. And so my art has been, it feels a lot lighter, you know? Yeah. Meditation and uh, mindfulness really, really changed, changed my life. Maybe you can speak a little bit about um, mindfulness and um, how you stay mindful and how you stay in the present moment. Definitely when I um, first moved here, that was the kind of the hardest time that, that I had here. Of course, because not of the just the past trauma that I mentioned, but way more and other other traumas that I experienced, but also then the big change of leaving the entire family, friends, business, everything behind and coming here, all that big change, the cultural shock, everything had a really strong impact and the the train of, of thoughts would just carry me away and I was having really hard time to, to be present. Like, um, for example, my daughter would be talking to me and I would have to ask her, over and over again to tell me again what she was saying, even though I was trying so hard to focus and listen to her. And I would not be able to to understand what she was saying because my mind was so busy. And I just really wanted to find ways to, to help myself because I wanted to be the mother that I dreamed to be for her. And I wanted to be the person that... I want to be and I didn't want to be this person that I'm not present and I'm just caught on on the train of the thoughts that are not even the reality at that present moment. So as we talked about the the information and videos being on fingertips, of course, the first thing I went started Google searching, YouTube searching, and you have endless information. And um, few of the places that um, I found a lot of help was Mind Valley and um, with Vishen Lakhiani. Um, I just lost her her name right now. The five second second rule that she Mel Robbins. Her five second rule just that was like I have done. I tried so much. Because at that point, my train of thoughts was so fast, it was impossible for me to find ways to go back to meditate, to, to meditate. Because in the past, I used to meditate. But, um, you know, more you practice, you become better and better in it. But on these times, it was just difficult. Even the thought of, to sit down and meditate, it was kind of impossible in my head. And then I listened to um, a TEDx talk of Mel Robin, and she she has the five minute rule. She said, five, four, three, two, one, switch. And every time my train of thoughts was, I would catch myself that my train of thought was just spinning around. I would just keep doing that. That was kind of helpful to just do that over and over again. And then I would slowly start introduce happy thoughts and happy 
places that I started kind of envisioning for, for myself. But I would do it over and over again, five, four, three, two, one, switch until I was actually able to slow down the the train of thoughts and start visualizing more positive things on my head. And then finally, slowly, I was getting there that I was able to just focus on my breathing and to just be aware of my surrounding and then slowly going and focusing on just on the five senses. Like, what am I hearing? What I'm smelling? What I'm tasting? What can I touch? Etc. So slowly I was bringing all these different techniques from very different um, uh, resources and kind of combining them all together in a way that was more appropriate for each level of me improving my, my mental health. And then another big one that really, really helped me was uh, every night and every morning I would uh, write. At first I started with three things, writing three things that I was grateful for for that day. And I really tried at the beginning. It was so extremely difficult to find these three things that I was grateful for each day. And I wanted every day to be something different because I didn't want to become this automated thing that I just write it down. And I think just as part of writing and drawing, I feel like they are in a very similar category. Like when you write it down, that process from your mind, your heart, through your hand, writing it down, it makes such stronger impact rather than just thinking it on your head. Like even saying it out loud, it makes a different impact rather than just having it as a thought. So... If you think it, write it, and read it out loud, that was, I think, that kind of started making these shifts and breaking these these chains of old patterns. And, yeah, then practicing gratitude, that was a big one, and then just focusing on my breath. Every time I catch my mind that is you know, flying somewhere else, I, I bring it back, I come back to my breath, I try to practice meditation, and um, finally I was able to start painting again, <laughs> because it was really hard even to, to do things that I really loved when, when I was in that state of mind. It's really... Um... I think it's really important to for people to 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 understand that it can take s- steps to get uh you know it's there it's wonderful when there's different techniques and different ways that you can gradually move your mind to a place where you can sit and meditate or you can pay attention to the breath like if there's if it's too hard for you and there's um you know there might be an easier transition um and like therapy, I'm such a, a big proponent of meditation and mindfulness and paying attention to the breath. But therapy is a wonderful thing for people that are listening. Like there's all kinds of different ways that you can move towards keeping your mind balanced. Absolutely. Therapy um, did a big, big role on that as well. 
Uh, however, I feel like combining therapy and mindfulness and meditation and all of these together, it really helped a lot. However, when I first moved here, I didn't have that opportunity to go to um, therapy immediately. So that's why I was trying to find the resources that I could use without going to therapy. And then um, after a year, I started going to therapy as well. And that has impacted a lot of that improvement and that healing. So absolutely, therapy is like a, a big game changer. Um, before we go, maybe you can speak a little bit about the TED Talk that you recently did. Um, what was what was that all about? Um, the, the TEDx talk that I um, have been working throughout the summer and was just launched a few, few weeks ago is how to boost your happiness through, through art. And um, it's a very dear topic to me because as um, we, we talked about a lot about uh, my life and all the things that has happened to me and the way that they impacted me, art was a one of, uh, of the ways that really helped me unlock a lot of a lot of patterns in, in different times of of life and um, just being able to to paint and draw it just elevates the the level of experiencing life and happiness in in a very different and higher way and um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but there's a lot of studies from neurobiologists um, and neuroscientists that they have done brain mapping. And then they're seeing how much dopamine is released in our brain just viewing a beautiful artwork. We experience exact same feelings as when we are in love. Just viewing a beautiful artwork, an artwork that you consider beautiful right? Because everybody has um, different tastes. Um, but also creating, I also talk about how drawing or painting activates both sides of our brain, the logical thinking and the creative creative thinking together in this way boosts uh, your confidence, but also the critical thinking as well. So it is uh, a talk that how art can impact your life no matter age or where you are at in life or what profession you 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 are focused on so not just being an artist my idea is just um to help people to to go through things in their life with ease and just trying to kind of in a small way that I can, because right, we are all small drops of water in the big ocean. And that little drop, if we all contribute with something positive in this world, we can change the society. And I feel like that is my small contribution to the society to help and shift the society for, for a better future. Well, Marita, thank you so much for being on the show. 
Um, and if people want to see your art, ideally in person or online, what's the best way that they can see your art? Uh, my artwork is on my website that you can see. It's www.meritayahafineart.com. But also you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and other social media. Wonderful. Thanks again. Thank you so much for this uh, invitation and for, for this um, beautiful conversation. I really enjoyed being here and talking to you today. And I hope our listeners enjoyed that as well. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Marita. If you enjoyed this interview, we have new videos coming out every single Thursday around mindfulness and meditation. So until next time, wishing you happiness and success on your path of wisdom. <laughs>